ladies, puberty, PMT, pregnancy, the menopause. Yes, your hormones have been taking you for a ride for years. Hot flushes on the bus, menopausal meltdowns in the office. Whatever those hormones have made you do, Jenny Smith and Kate Faust are here to lend a sympathetic ear. Why not write in and share your hormonal hell with the girls? Don't worry, they've heard it all before. It's time to put those hormones in the firing line. This is Dear Hormones. Welcome to your safe space, ladies. Coming up on today's show, confusion on the new road. What not to wear when open water swimming? And what happens when teenage and midlife hormones collide? Hello and welcome back to Dear Hormones. Hi Kate. Hello Jenny. How's your week been Jenny? Have you had a good one? It's been really good. We went out dancing this week, didn't we Kate? We did indeed on Saturday night. It felt like good old times. I know, I know, at a 50th birthday party. That's happening to me now, Kate. That, that's the age I'm at where everyone's turning 50. <laughs> I've got one this weekend as well. Lovely friends this weekend. And then there's another one booked in the diary for October. I can't oh. wait. I love it. Well, I've seen how much you love being out there and dancing because it was the first time that we'd ever been <laughs> dancing together, wasn't it? And It was the first time. And Kate, you are the best person to go out dancing with, I tell you. You're <laughs> so good. Especially when we um, then galloped across the dance floor. I was going to say, I was about to say the same thing to you. You're the best person to go dancing with. What what fun. So this is wonderful moment where to, to anybody listening where Jenny sort of grabbed hold of me and somebody else as well, I think, um, and said, and canter. <laughs> I'm not sure where this word canter came from. But she, then, like, she then led us in this sort of like, run across the floor. Yeah, I'll tell you what that was, Kate. It was the Lady Petrol. aka uh, Prosecco lots of it (laughs) we all need to do more of that sort of thing now Kate listen before we start last week we were talking about the 34 symptoms of the perimenopause and menopause weren't we We and we said we'd never gone through that list with you so I wondered in this episode if we could just maybe go through not maybe not all 34 we could start off with the first 10 see if you're ticking any maybe (sighs) after a few letters we could come back in and uh, and go through some more. What do you think? Shall I just start reading some out and you can tell oh me yes or no? Oh my gosh, I feel a bit unprepared. Go. <laughs> I'm going to keep a tally on my little pad here to see how many you are ticking. Here we go, Kate. Are you ready? I'm ready. In position. Okay, in position. Number one, hot flushes. Have you been getting hot at all? Be honest. Well, at night... I have, but this is for a long time. So since, um, I'd say since I probably had my first baby, which was when I was 29. um, Right. That's probably when it started. And periodically, yeah, I've got sort of a bit of a hot flush at night, sort of a night sweat every now and again. But but that has been, you know, on and off for a long time. Have you noticed (laughs) it more recently, Kate, do we think? No, and in fact, possibly less less recently, possibly. Okay. So I wonder whether right. it's linked to the sort of the time around when I have my children and the hormonal yeah, hormones changes yeah. around then. Yeah. Okay. Write it for a letter for us, could you? Write oh. it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, symptom number two coming up: irregular periods. Now I know this is a yes because you told me the other day on the on the podcast last week. 
that your periods have started to change. They've they started to change, but I wouldn't say massively irregular. So they're still fairly, but they, they, oh God, I'm giving you all yeah. the details. I'm not sure if our listeners really particularly want to know all of these details about me. Come on. <laughs> um, Come on. They, I would say they are a little bit closer together than they used to be. But I okay. don't count. I'm a bit of a disorganised person and I'm ne- I've never been somebody who has marked it in a diary. I've never keeping track of the... Um, so I never really know when... You did mention last week that they had started to change slightly. So I'm not... I- in the sense of being a bit heavier and shorter. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, okay. So that makes it slightly irregular. I'm giving it a tick. Um, night sweats. <laughs> well, you just said you do have night sweats <laughs> did, sometimes. So even if it's not menopause related, you just said you do sometimes have night sweats. I've just got this feeling you're going to tick every single <laughs> no, thing just on ticking that, that one. I'm ticking that one. Let's go. Mood swings. Well, mm. yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mentioned this to you before that I, you know, have on occasion got irrationally cross with yes, <laughs> I remember. my children. I remember. Yeah. Okay, mm. right. Good. Well, that's, I'm ticking that one as well. Um, bloating. Do you bloat at all? Do you feel quite bloated? <laughs> Uh, I don't think any more now oh, than I, not particularly no. Okay, I'm putting a question mark there because you're basically what you're saying is yes, I do get bloated, but no more wow. than normal. I don't. No more than normal. Okay, I don't know whether you want to answer the next one, and, and you don't have to. Vaginal dryness. Should we crack on? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Okay, we're going to uh, start with our first letter. Um, uh, this one's called Roundabout. I love this letter so much. Okay, imagine, just imagine being this girl. Here we go. Dear Jenny and Kate, thinking back, it was fairly obvious my mother was going through the menopause, despite the word never being mentioned in our house. In the middle of winter, she'd be in a light blouse with several buttons undone, and not because she was trying to flaunt her ample bosom, but because the poor woman was boiling up like a furnace. She was always sweating. Poor woman. A bit like you, Kate, at night now. (laughs) Thanks, Jenny. (laughs) Not only was she going through this torturous time, but she was also saddled with me, your classic teenager who was cross about most things and perpetually embarrassed. I had absolutely no empathy for what she might be going through and instead was fixated on my own life, which usually revolved around boys. In this case, Jimmy Sanders, the fit sixth former from the boys' school down the road. Brackets, not his real name. (laughs) Doesn't want to reveal that just yet. (laughs) Not only was my mum managing her fluctuating body temperature on a minute-by-minute basis, but her hormones had started to give her mild anxiety too, which brings me on to an incident that happened some 30 years ago, which still makes me cringe to this day. There was a new road system in town, and because of what her hormones were doing to her, my mother had been stressing about it for weeks. Thus far, she'd managed to avoid it by going the long way round, but on this particular day, dropping her ungrateful daughter off at school, we were late. It's fair to say that tensions were running high in the car that morning. There was no choice but to use the dreaded new road and, in hindsight, my mother was freaking out. I say hindsight because I was far too busy sitting in the back daydreaming about Jimmy to even notice. How lovely. Classic teenager. Yeah. (laughs) So there she was, dressed for the beach in the front seat, me in hat and scarf in the back, when we came across a little roundabout. The roundabout was brand new with a huge pile of dirt in the middle of it, still waiting to be planted up with flowers. 
completely flustered and utterly confused, my mother somehow managed to launch the car with one giant jolt up onto the roundabout where we ground to a halt, <laughs> balanced precariously on top of the mound of dirt. I was mortified. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> Kate, can, can you even imagine? Can you, you know how embarrassed you're constantly embarrassed at that age, aren't you? Constantly embarrassed. In fact, this reminds me of a time actually I, that my dad drove me to school. And at the time, he'd just got this car that he was selling on to somebody else, I think. And it was horrible. It was one of those cars that's really embarrassing. My sister and I did not want him to drive that car anywhere near the school. And instead of listening to his teenage daughters, who were all you know, mortified by the prospect, he decided to kangaroo that car all the way up to school, jolting it all the way up because he just thought... I'm, was he trying I'm to make a point? That. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. So anyway, I understand how this girl must be absolutely mortified, balancing on the top of a roundabout. Oh, Imagine it, Kate. I it's love like something it. Something of a sitcom, isn't it? But it is. It's that generational difference. It's like, and Jenny, you would now be a bit more like your dad, I'm sure. Where you, I am a bit like think? that. Yes. But <laughs> you were just so like, I'm like gonna that. just gonna embarrass them. Ha <laughs> ha. I can imagine you cantering across the dance floor, even if your son <laughs> were in your presence, and you. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, he may I, well I, be mortified by that, as I'm sure my children would be by me. But totally. <laughs> but in this in this case, this poor woman wasn't even trying to embarrass her daughter. She's just got so no. flustered, bless her, that she's ended up. How does that even happen, Kate? That she's ended up on top of the, on top of this roundabout. <laughs> The girl carries on. She says, "You'd think that this would be the end of this humiliating tale, but no, it gets worse." Lo and behold, another car pulls up behind us and who should get out to help but the father of Jimmy Sanders, my teenage <gasps> crush, followed by, oh, no. you guessed it, Jimmy Sanders himself. Oh, I did guess it. But <laughs> oh the, my God. I'm picturing a wonderful romance just starting now. I mean, I know, I know she was embarrassed, but th this could be a beautiful thing. You're right, actually. That could be a really lovely romantic yeah. first. Imagine the wedding when you come out with that story. <laughs> we Well, we fell in love on top of a mound of dirt. Anyway, let's carry on. She says, and so it came to pass that myself, Jimmy and his dad all went round the back to push the car off the roundabout. If anyone has a more embarrassing teenage story than that, then I'd love to hear it. <laughs> love it. I then got back in the car and proceeded to bollock my mum the whole way to school, declaring I'd never be able to show my face in public again as the story was bound to spread like wildfire. Thank God there wasn't social media at the time. The footage would have gone viral. She's right there. <laughs> in fact, let's try and recreate it for um, so it can go viral. Get it on our Dear Hormones page. We can go viral. Boom. The podcast is a huge success. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to what was the name of the, the lady who's written this? Um, her Do name. We... Oh, she hasn't, she hasn't given us a name. Oh. Anonymous. Oh, well, hang on. There's you. another little bit. There's another little bit at the end that she says. So she says, thank God there wasn't social media at the time. The footage would have gone viral. To my poor mother, I just want to say I'm really, really sorry for my lack of understanding. And if it's any consolation at all, I'm now well into my 40s. And as we approach the cold winter months, I'm about to dig out my summer wardrobe too. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> oh, my Absolutely goodness. What classic. a letter. What a letter. <laughs> 
How do you think your kids would cope if you'd mounted a roundabout like that? <laughs> um, I actually think they probably, they're, they're quite good, my children, in not really being embarrassed by things. My daughter, my eldest daughter is quite, she's very grown up and she would understand, I think, and be brilliant with it. <laughs> do you think she would understand at the time, Kate? Let's imagine that her teenage crush has just come round to push Ooh. the car off the roundabout. I don't, I think Ooh. you're being um, Do you think I'm being too generous, generous towards her? <laughs> <laughs> now imagine your son, 13 year old son. I think 12, he'd probably 12, just carry on daydreaming in the back. I think he probably wouldn't even realise anything had happened. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think my son would probably be the same. He, he wouldn't have like dragged his eyes away from his phone to even realise we were balanced on top of a roundabout. And then my little daughter would sort of get out and start, you know, burying herself in the mud and it would... Oh, she'd just... love it. <laughs> she'd be playing with her little tampons, wouldn't she? Get a little tampon oh, and friends stop out. It. Oh, dear. <laughs> That was in the uh, first episode, guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about. That's a classic letter. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. Let's give her a name. Let's call her Ashley from... Where where can she be from? Nottingham. Ashley from Nottingham. Ashley from Nottingham. It's again, it's another one of those ones. We've had these brilliant letters with these incredible, crazy scenarios where you can just picture them in your head. I sort of, I feel as though we should create some sort of a film with these little scenarios. Yes. (laughs) It could be a real comedy. Yes, we should do little like sketches for the Instagram at the very least, shouldn't we? We should recreate some of these stories. Let's do it. Let's do it next time we we get on the lady petrol. But it's also these things that are mortifying for teenagers, you know, even just the oh. littlest things. And that's not a little thing. That's quite a big thing. But even little things can be. You know, my daughter was saying that she was in one of her lessons at school not long ago and she had her phone with her and it wasn't muted. Um, and suddenly Taylor Swift started <laughs> blasting out because an alarm went off and suddenly Taylor Swift, she loves Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift started blasting out. But Taylor Swift is apparently, of which I can't understand why, not very cool, really. Oh, <laughs> love what a shame. 15 or 16, I know, what a shame. She was embarrassed. And there was quite a lot of laughter. There were other children were laughing. Stop right there. Mm. You have just sat there and told me that your daughter was a bit embarrassed by Taylor Swift coming on in the <laughs> time. And, and just... Previously, you were telling me, I think my daughter would have been very good about being on top of a roundabout, <laughs> wheels balanced precariously on a mound of dirt as she went round the back and pushed it off with a teenage crush looking on. I think ye are not thinking <laughs> with your um, sane head on. Here. Oh, you might <laughs> got be your, right. You've got your very kind mum head on. That, you know, they can't oh, do any, can't do any wrong. I know, I know. So do I. <laughs> I know, we love our children so I know, much. I love your children. Right, oh. okay, let's crack on with our um, second letter. I'll just quickly introduce this one because you're going to read this one out, but I just want to explain what this one is. Um, this has come from a really amazing woman called uh, Jennifer Kennedy, and she is a menopause blogger. You can find her on Facebook. Um, now, her Facebook page, you type in facebook.com forward slash menopausal woman, um, but her actual page is called Is It Just Me? This post came up the other day that cracked me up and it kind of reminded me a little bit about when we had a chat about open water swimming in season one. And um, so I messaged her and I said, is there any way we can read your um, blog post out on our podcast? Because it's just the sort of thing that we have. And uh, she said, of course we can. And she said she would like to come on the podcast one day and she's got other stories for us, which will be fantastic. So this is the not the full length version. So if you want to find the full length version, go and find her on Facebook. But this is the slightly shorter version of a story that actually cracked me up. And the reason I want you to read it, Kate, is that there's a few phrases in here. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. I think out of the two of us, I'm probably the crudest, I would say. I think, Kate, you're you're very, <laughs> you're much more 
prim and proper in a really good way in a really good way yeah you're gonna make me read things that I'm uncomfortable with (laughs) there's only a couple of things in here that I just thought I really want to hear Kate say that oh no (laughs) and it comes on it comes up very early on in the letter so anyway over to you Kate over to you (laughs) and I genuinely have not read this before so let's let's see what see what I've got in store this letter is uh we've called it dry robe okay okay off you go Dear Jenny and Kate, just about every middle-aged woman in the UK is currently stripping off and leaping into any pool of water bigger than a puddle. Better than an orgasm. That's how my friend Harriet extolled the virtues of wild water swimming. Well, maybe we do need to try this a bit more, I know, Jenny. Kate. I think we do. Let's do that one day. We'll film ourselves. That can be our first film <laughs> for Instagram. I still wasn't persuaded. Harriet left her husband three years ago, put her fanny on furlough. (laughs) Sorry, that's the bit. (laughs) That's the bit I wanted to hear you read. (laughs) I thought so when I got to it. (laughs) Okay, sorry, read it. I hope it was good for you, Jenny. (laughs) It was worth it. It was worth it. Just when I read this on Facebook, I thought this is going in the podcast purely so Kate can read put her fanny on furlough. Oh, I need to calm down. Yeah. Okay. Read it again. Read it. I'll read it again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Off you go. Put her fanny on furlough (laughs) and never looked back. (sighs) I had sex for 40 years. That's more than enough for anyone. She declares on a regular basis. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I've really got the giggles on this one. Oh, it's good. It's good. (laughs) She declares on a regular basis to looks of shock and to be fair, often also of envy. <laughs> That's a bit true, I think, isn't it? When, when women get to a certain age, like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I never quite saw the attraction of wild water swimming, not the fanny on furlough thing. <laughs> oh. However, I got to read it a third time. However, Harriet tells me it is fabulous for easing menopausal symptoms. She tells me she no longer does the two-finger salute behind her children's heads. (laughs) Stop. Have you done that? (laughs) Have you ever done that, Kate? I don't think so. Show me what's the truth. I remember... I haven't. I haven't. Don't think I've done that. But I think what I did once. It just reminds me of when, when, when my son was really young. You know, when they constantly, they constantly want you for something. And I remember being like, you're constantly, mummy, mummy, mummy. And yeah, you know, when you're trying to do something. And I remember once standing in the kitchen when, when he was in a different room. He went, mummy, and I went under my breath, fuck off. I knew you were going to say that because I think we might have discussed this before. And I never did that. I'm pretty sure I never did that with my elder two. And as you know, there's a bit of a gap between my elder two and my younger one. And I have done exactly that with my younger one. Yeah. So that's what she's doing about the two finger salute. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, okay. Okay. Sorry. This letter's going to take us ages, isn't it? We're going to be stopping every two seconds. She tells me she no longer does the two finger salute behind her children's heads and has pretty much stopped telling her colleagues to feck off as she is so calm. Last night, I was Googling menopause as a mitigating circumstance for murder. (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's a no-go. It's a no-go. <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't work. Although I actually, that's, I've got another quick aside here. Sorry, this is going to go on forever. But I do have a theory, Kate. I don't know if I've shared this with you before, where I think if you looked at all the women that were in prison, maybe not all of them, did some sort of survey with them all and worked out what their crimes were and what time of the month those crimes were committed, I think that there would be some sort of correlation between their hormones and the crime. Okay, off you go, Kate. Just wanted to get that out there. That would be a very interesting piece of research, Jenny. Thank you, Kate. Thank you mm. for understanding. And it would. Um, right. Anyway, it's a no-go, not a mitigating circumstance for murder. So I got to thinking it might be worth it for even a fraction of that zen state. Mm. Sensing my very slight interest, she d- <laughs> still very slight. <laughs> yeah. She dialed up her persuasive techniques using lots of words like invigorating, refreshing, revitalizing, bracing, which I have a feeling all translate to freezing. She reassures me that most of the women who wild swim, you aren't allowed to just call it swimming apparently, <laughs> wild swim, are as fat, if not bigger, than you. Oh, that's a nice friend. <laughs> Which I try not to take offence at. She tells me it is one sport where it is better to have more timber as you are better insulated than the skinnies. I should be quite toasty then. <laughs> the clincher, though, was when she told me no one notices if you wee yourself a bit. <laughs> I love that that's the clincher. Great. <laughs> we arrange to go together so she can help me. She asks me not to bring my dry robe as they are apparently only for wankers. <laughs> Sorry, that's another one I wanted to hear you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, Kate, because you do swear sometimes, but I do particularly enjoy hearing I'm so glad I'm entertaining you. But I am bringing it as it cost me £150. And all I have used it for so far is sitting in beer gardens. Now, I have to stop here for a moment. Dry robe. Yes. Do you know what what one is? No, I'm picturing a dressing gown. They are over... Imagine like a dressing gown length and size. It's like a really, really big padded coat. Um, the outside of which is waterproof and the inside is like toweling and padded. So basically you get out of the water, you sling on this huge dry robe without even using a towel because it is your towel. And then so it sort of soaks up the water and it keeps you really toasty and they're really nice and they're really warm. I was thinking of getting one until I remembered I don't go open water swimming and there probably wasn't much point. Anyway. When we start open water swimming, you can get yourself a dry robe. Okay, I'll get a dry robe. We head to Yellow Craig in North Berwick. Oh, so we're in Scotland here. Yes, yes, ah, she's Scottish. So it's going to be cold. It's going to be all those things that, that she said, bracing, freezing. It is rather lovely, though a little busier than I'd like for my inaugural swim. <laughs> she, she helps me with my wetsuit and then we go in. Now, I thought the purpose of a wetsuit was to keep you warm and dry, so you can imagine my surprise as freezing cold water started to fill the suit as I waded in. (laughs) I finally get to the point that the water is up to my thighs and I am seriously freezing. My heart is banging as Harriet circles round me like some kind of bloody killer shark. Come on! She shrieks. <laughs> it is so, so cold. My heart is banging and I remind Harriet that there is a defibrillator up near the car park just in case we need it. <laughs> yeah, you're right about the fact that I hadn't thought about that, the fact they're in Scotland. 
Oh. It's cold enough, right? Oh. But up there, it's oh my be god, so what is she cold. thinking? And no mind the no mind the dry robe. She needs a dry suit, like a proper yeah. not wetsuit, but a dry suit. Yeah, I think. dry suit. Yeah. My tummy does a familiar lurch. Feck. Please don't make that be a period. Oh no. Not now. It's been six months since the last, but menopause likes to occasionally surprise you. What if there is blood? What if a shark smells it and comes after me? What if it is a really heavy period and I end up looking like a shark has attacked me and bit me right clean through my torso? I am starting to panic. I wish I hadn't watched Saving Lives at Sea the other night. (laughs) They were rescuing people from riptides. What if there is a riptide? I might end up over in Fife, and then what? I might not get back. Oh, my God. Harriet gives up and decides to get out and dry off. I am not a quitter, so I push further, and I get up to my waist, and then quickly fall forward. Dear God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's made me laugh so much. You know, that moment when you finally say, right, I'm going down, I'm doing it, it. I'm getting going in. Dear God sums it up, doesn't it? It's like, what have I done? I do two very quick strokes. Nothing recognisable. So let's just call it freestyle. (laughs) I remember we have hot tomato soup and bread and chocolate brownies and my God, I've earned them. So I decide that is enough for a first time. And 10 minutes later, I'm in my wanker dry robe, (laughs) drinking soup while Harriet sits in her swimsuit and a thin towel. Pretending she doesn't know me. It's Isn't great. That, it's, and, uh, dry, why would you not want a dry robe after that? I know. Why are dry robes for wankers when you open water yeah. swim? I don't get that. I mean, be comfortable, guys. Be comfortable. <laughs> and don't judge. <laughs> what it's done is it's put me off open water swimmers. Because if they're that judgmental, Kate, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. I'm going to go in full wetsuit. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you so much for, um, for letting us share that on our podcast. It's brilliant. Jennifer Kennedy. I'm going to be looking her up. Yes. Um, okay, should we crack on to letter number three? I keep saying crack on, don't I? I, I <laughs> love it that you say mine. that. It's just a signature <laughs> part of the show. Crack um, on and you crack up. This one's a bit more serious, actually. Well, much more serious. Um, this is called GP Misery. And I think anyone who is going through the menopause feels like they're going through the menopause and has been to their GP and not had a very good time will relate to this. Uh, this is from Karen. She says, Dear Jenny and Kate, I've just had to give one of my lovely members of staff a great big cuddle. She is suffering so badly with menopausal symptoms, but her GP has refused her any treatment and told her to look on some internet forums for help instead. Can you believe that? It's (sighs) shocking. Isn't it? She says, I've decided I'm going to help her write a letter of complaint. I went through your list of 34 symptoms that you posted on your Instagram page and she ticks at least 30. We stopped short of whether she had a dry vagina. <laughs> we stopped like, like this is like what we did with you. We stopped short of whether she had a dry vajayjay. I am her boss after all. <laughs> that, that's where I stopped asking you. Yes, well. indeed. <laughs> She spoke to a private doctor afterwards through our work scheme, who also refused to help, telling her she was too young for the menopause at the age of 54. 
No, at the age of 54. 54, what is going on? Why are some GPs so uneducated when it comes to the menopause? It's going to affect 50% of the population. Infuriating. The GP said there was no point in pursuing investigations if she was still having her periods. And to go back to her GP, even though she'd pointed out that her GP refused to help her too. Oh, that's just... Nightmare! What a nightmare. The poor woman has been so upset all day long. It's awful. I offered to pay for a consultation at the place I went to, but she's going to try a different GP first. Like many of us at this age, she's not very confident and doesn't like speaking up for herself. She was apologising for making such a fuss about something so trivial, which is not trivial at all, uh, which I obviously put her right on straight away. What a lovely boss, by the way. Mm. And while all this is going on, another member of our staff, aged 44, who else is 44, Kate? (laughs) (laughs) Aged 44, pipes up about how she's feeling so unhinged. So I've sent her off to sort herself out too. It's ridiculous how uneducated we all are about our bodies and how hard it is to access help. So please keep talking and thanks for the podcast. It's definitely making a difference. I find that incredible that that is still happening. You know, at the age of 54, that she's been to see a GP and then she's spoken to a private doctor as well. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing has, and they're just discounting it as nothing. I know. Poor women. And you know, obviously from personal experience, how it's all consuming. The very opposite of trivial. Yeah. And also because with the menopause, because I think some the GPs that do know a little bit about it, I think they think two things. I think they think that you're going to have either stopped your periods or they're getting, you know, they're incredibly irregular and you're getting hot. And I think if you don't tick those two boxes, which many women who are menopausal don't, many menopausal women continue to have periods. And I think a lot of those women wouldn't even consider going to the doctors because they think, oh, I'm still getting my period. So therefore I can't possibly be menopausal, but it's not the case. Just because you don't tick that box, you might tick all 33 (laughs) of the other symptoms and just keep getting your period. I feel like things are starting to change. I feel like there's a bit of a revolution happening, you know, with Davina's documentary and yeah. And I think, thank God for that it's our generation that are now starting to go through it because we really don't mind talking about that stuff, which is great because that has the knock-on effect that our children are hearing us talk about it. The fact I'm doing this podcast, my son knows about the menopause. We don't mind explaining what's happening to us. It's not embarrassing. It's something that has to be talked about and shared. And bosses like this amazing boss here who's written this letter need to be aware of it too. Women, don't forget, if they're in their 40s and 50s, they'll more than likely be at the top of their game struggling and some of these women might have to be getting signed off from work when actually all they need is some love understanding and a GP that understands what they're doing get them on the right treatment and then they can carry on Mm. oh rant over I mean GPs are are wonderful people I think we need to say that don't we totally and I think listening to Davina I think a lot of it is down to the training that's been there or rather the lack of training that's been there on the menopause and I hope that that's going to change part of this wave of the menopausal revolution so i've got one more letter for us here jenny and this comes to us from elizabeth in kent dear jenny and kate having listened to your tales of annoyance with your son jenny i want to say to you do not worry i have gone through countless stages of beating myself up over an awful lack of tolerance with my own boys I remember, during one awful meltdown argument, completely losing it and seeing red with my teenage son. 
and shouting so loud that the farmer on his tractor in the neighbouring field heard everything and saw me chasing him around outside. I'm wondering whether the farmer, whether the tractor was actually in operation at the time, in which case it would have been quite loud. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to still for the for the uh, still to have drawn attention to herself. He told me later that he felt embarrassed for me as a linesman was up a pole opposite our house, and he too was watching the drama unfold. <laughs> oh no, my God! <laughs> To actually be told I felt really awful for you because you know someone else was watching you. My teenager ran screaming from the house, up the road and into the woods where he stayed for ages. His dad found him building a little shelter of branches and leaves where he vowed to stay until mum calms down and stops scaring everybody. Oh dear, feel sorry for both of them again. I would sit on the side of the boys' beds at night, full of remorse, trying to explain why, through selfish family planning on my part, the hormone change that comes to mums in their late 40s was clashing with hormone changes in their own teenage bodies. And then every night, I would privately pray for forgiveness. Oh, I feel sorry for this lady. Now, that that little aside that she said, and she's put it in brackets, through selfish family planning on my part, she should not be blaming herself. I have come to believe that there is a profound and biological reason why a woman's fertile stage begins early, leaving plenty of time for her offspring to get through their difficult teens with a mother's full and understanding support before she hits those perimenopausal years. Not always possible in many cases. Yeah, true. But I... But I have put off having children for 11 years on purpose to give us financial stability. And then when I did decide I was ready, I had a miscarriage. This left Abri behind and so a DNC followed. This was not oh. successful and so a laparoscopy followed, all using up precious time, eating away into my child-rearing years. Oh. My advice to young people now is to get on with it. Start a family as soon as you can. Be young and fresh with their little hearts and minds, thus being still young and able to deal with teenage years with so much more tolerance and understanding. Ooh, and that was from Elizabeth in Kent, and she is 70 years old, it says here. Ah, okay, so she's an older writer. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for writing that in. I was going to say, she she actually says it herself in this um, letter that one of the reasons why she put off having children was financial stability. And that is a very important thing to consider. If you, yes. and if you are not, if you don't have much financial stability, it's much harder having children. There are many different things to consider. But also, I think what comes with age is a lot more wisdom. I feel a lot calmer in myself in terms of where I am with my career and my friendships. And I think that rubs off on your children. So I think there's lots of benefits to waiting as well as the benefits of having them young. I just get in the sense that she's feeling a bit like she's let herself down. And I don't think she should feel like that at all. I'm sure her son has forgiven her. (laughs) I'm very sure. Um, And I've actually had children. So I had my first two children when I was still in my, well, 20s and 30s, uh, early 30s. Um, And then pretty much 10 years later that I've had my next little one. Um, And I, yes, I've said, I think before that I'm probably a bit more impatient now in some ways than I was the first time round. But I think there are other benefits to having had her later. Um, I'm not sure what they are, Jenny. (laughs) 
I'll tell you what they are. Tell Kate, me some. What are you they? Have, yeah, I'm telling you what they are. You've got two older children who can help I look know, after her. That's not going to. That's not. I'm joking. No, the, the benefits are, Kate, that you're older and wiser and you've had children already and you know now, you know, how to handle certain situations. You're you you are you are you are an even better mum. The older you get, the more we learn, the, the better we get. And so now your third child is reaping the benefits of all that experience. And you're amazing, Kate. And you're an amazing mum. I've seen your children. They should be winning awards for like best children <laughs> um that's our four letters this week kate but uh, i think before we go i'm going to just ask you a few more uh, menopausal symptoms here off my list and just see if we i'll just do five more and then we can do some more next week just to see where we are yeah, so we'll go a butterflies in my tummy when you said that then <laughs> so we'll, we'll vaginal dryness tbc um mm. okay next one sore breasts <laughs> no <laughs> no okay um weight gain Oh, have you noticed um, any weight gain? Recently? Well, I've got a bit of a tummy, but I, I do love my chocolates. Uh, not not particularly. I don't think I haven't weighed myself. Do you want me to try to start weighing myself? I'm not going to tick that one. I'm not going to tick that one. Thank you're you. Skinny. That's kind I, of you. I saw you in your boob tube dress the other night. I know you're skinny. Well, right. I had a bit of the, I had the, yeah, that, the spanks on. Okay. Don't, don't tell. Go- oh, I've just told uh, everyone. <laughs> um, okay. Headaches. Have you been getting any headaches? No. no, although it's like you're in denial. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying no, no, no. Oh, yes. Well, actually, <laughs> well, I used to always very proudly tell people that I never got hungover. So if ever I had a few drinks the night before, the next day I would feel completely fine, not at all hungover. And now the, the day after I will have a headache. Okay. But only, only the day after I've drunk. Otherwise. Okay. Okay. So hangovers are worse. I don't think that's one of the symptoms, but okay. we can always add it Thanks. in. That could be number 35. <laughs> <laughs> worse hangovers. That is true, isn't it? Okay. This is the last one and then we'll do some more next week. Mm. Um, joint pain. Oh, um, do I have joints pain? I think the fact you're having to think about it makes me think that's also a yes. <laughs> Slightly, but not whereabouts. A little which, which bit. Joints? Little which joints? bit. My fingers. Oh, a little bit. Mm. Periodically, and then it will go. Do they ever tingle? Um, not really tingle. So more a little bit of an ache, and then I'll get okay. it like sort of maybe for a few days, and then it will just go for a couple of months, and then maybe kind of return a little bit. Oh, maybe. Okay, so mm. far, what have we got? One, two, three, four. We've got five definite ticks here and a question mark. Can't remember what the question mark was over. But anyway, we've got a question mark. So that's a maybe. Yeah. Okay. You're doing quite well there. <laughs> I think what, I, what I feel is this. That Are you Kate's ready to menop- diagnose or not yet? I feel, I feel that Kate's menopause watch has massively ramped up a gear since season one. <laughs> that's all I'll say for now. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. Everyone gets a badge and don't forget to share your stories with us on Instagram. You can DM us there or you can write to us, dearhormones at yahoo.com. I like emails. I'm old school. I prefer the emails. I forget to look at the DMs on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and we'll look forward to being with you again next week. Yes, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. That was Dear Hormones with Jenny Smith and Kate Bouse. If you've got a story to share, email the girls at dearhormones at yahoo.com or they're at dearhormones on Instagram. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>